Lot guys, you're tuning in to Heavy Metal Parking Lot, a Darwin's Family Crest production. I'm Derek, he is Jeremy, and boy, did we miss a fucking gem. I mean, what about after the burial that slipped under both of our radars, dude? Um, so it is the 14th of May of the year of our Lord 2020. Um, there's a song that comes off a 2016 album called Dig Deep. That I didn't hear until this previous Tuesday on my way home. And it's called Lost in the Static. And my, uh, I don't know, my my algorithm had me already download two different After the Burial albums that I just never got to. I've got like the 120 or like 180 gig or whatever the biggest fucking uh, iPhone is right now. And it's just loaded, loaded down with music. So <laughs> there's shit I just never get to. And I sure. had shuffle all on while I was tired, just blasting metal. And this song came on and I almost fucking skipped it, dude, because there's like a 30 seconds of ambient noise in the background before that fucking intro. Yeah, it's um, it's begging for a video sort of to like introduce you know, something awesome or menacing, you know, in the video. And, you know, but it's just a, it's a ridiculous track. I found it sort of the same ambiguous way. Um, <clears throat> as an Android boy, though, I, I had, uh, I had the uh, Amazon music app on my, on my phone preloaded. And I was like, why the fuck am I not using this thing? Or why don't I delete it? So I almost got rid of the app whenever I was like, oh, this seems like a sort of a, more efficient uh less invasive sort of non-notification the spotify so yeah. why don't we just kill a couple birds with one stone and just we start digging so <clears throat> after liking about 14 15 bands i sort of settled on a lamb of god radio and six or eight tracks in uh while i'm i don't know doing some stuff around the house uh, vacuuming uh dishes i don't know pick something you yeah. know you, you can't fucking leave uh and uh, this track comes on, and I, I was I was with you. I was like, "This is the worst ad I've ever heard." They're not saying anything. It kind of sucks. Like yeah. it's kind of bumming me out. Like I hate this. And then, you know, it it drops, and it just it does. It just fucking crushes. I and... don't I don't know what to like in that intro to. It sounds like almost like an ancient guitar riff. With like mm. machine gun snare hits and shit, and it's just unbelievably kick you in the chest right out the gate. And um, I told my friend Nikki, like literally, the last band that did this to me this immediately was the other band. Well, another band we're gonna get into on this episode, Code Orange, mm. with the first single that I heard of theirs, which was called Forever. And when that song kicks in, it kicked me in the chest exactly like this. And it's just that feeling. If you if you're listening to this, you know that feeling just like the music goosebumps, that kick in the chest feeling that it's like you just got to move. You just want to fucking flail around, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it just gets it just gets better whenever you start examining the, the lyrics of it. Um, and in the end, I will show you that this life is only madness can we filter out the toxicity and find worth in the static we build and build we forget the model we design the madness and we paint it gold like that's it's how good is that line 
it's outstanding. I mean, and how fucking fitting is it for these times? Like uh-huh. everybody's just piecing their shit together right now. And yeah. again, for us to find this track at haphazardly, I mean, basically six weeks apart. And I, cause I, we, we've been trying to point this down or trying to, try to nail this down because, <clears throat> you know, as we talked off camera before and we, probably should say on camera now i think we talked off camera before to say i thought i brought this shit up on camera and again sometimes the shit just slips through the cracks and you know i you know it almost makes you wonder like you know should we just start the start the sausage machine a little earlier and then yeah, just something something kinda, so we don't miss this stuff so it doesn't it all yeah yeah right but uh up until this past Tuesday, the only one that really ingratiated me is called Behold the Crown, which has one of the coolest music videos I've ever seen. It looks like a full-on Nordic Viking fucking battle, and then they pan back and you realize they're having a snowball fight, and it's just really fucking cool. Yeah, that's a and, yeah, that's a great that that's a great video. Absolutely, it's it's fantastic. I remember because yeah, you you busted that one to me. I I, I guess. Probably but, when you mentioned this song and it went over my head. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I swear, I mean, with this quarantine, I swear it's like it's like six weeks feels like four or five months ago, dude. It's crazy. But, I, you know, but again, don't let this one slide underneath your radar. There's no reason to now. You're listening to this and, you know, we're already acknowledging our mistakes. So there's no need to make the same mistake we did at this point. So, yeah, this 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 track, I mean, it's. It, it is. It's four and a, almost five minutes of mayhem. And, and uh, let me just postulate this to you. What do you think the line it, uh, means? I am not your father's son. Is he talking to a stepbrother? Is he talking to like a proverbial father and son? Is he talking like it's an interesting line? I've never heard something like that. And it hits like that brick in the chest you know yeah it didn't um i guess it didn't resonate necessarily the same way with me whenever i hear that i think of um sort of like almost like you know like a caste system kind of thing that you'd say where yeah. you know uh you know like there's a there's a putting it in the place i suppose um to I that, see that yeah yeah i mean and it's not just I suppose like if you if you look at some of the other lyrics, I mean, it kind of it kind of supports that idea, you know, just that like even though there isn't there isn't a lot of structure to certain things, you know, you're still not going to assert yourself towards me. Yeah, Um, I I, I guess that's how I read it. Um, But I also think that there's there's some uh, uh, there's some sort of embellishment in in these types of like these. these tracks are always like super well written um, that we try to spotlight on here. I mean, I don't think that we've, you know, like tackled a, a sort of a shallow and pedantic sonic kind of kind of track yet. You know, it's not we haven't done anything nonsensical. We always seem to land on these heavy hitters. Yeah. So there's I mean, got to be the something name of the game, my dude. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, and these, this was a, this was the kind of track that like, I, I like in the, in the interim, I was like, I don't know, like, can, what can we do with this? Because, you know, we've been trying to sort of, you know, shape the idea of these shows 
around, you know, how they've kind of got us to here. But I can't think of, you know, my taste in music specifically, um, I guess, prior to this song because or part like prior to this track or prior to knowing this band because i i've i've found myself listening to way 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 more metal um since since all this started and i think it's just in the absence of needing to feel something in the absence of like human contact and like just being able to embrace something you know getting that kind of that warm feeling you know from you know from a new a new track is just so important that's yeah. what we're trying to do so i mean <clears throat> it's i mean pretty I, wild how hard this one hit me how quick i mean uh, uh just to go back to a dfc episode it reminds me of uh we had to tack on a addendum to an episode for like 20 minutes we talked about a ghost inside track what's it called engine 45 engine 45 yeah it, it was a very similar feeling when I heard that and just like aggressive in the same vein as ever. Oh my God. Just, it just gives me the chills, you know? And this song, I probably listened to it like 40 times since Tuesday. <laughs> right. I wish that was an exaggeration, but like once I get fixated on something, I'll immediately burn it out for myself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've, hope i alluded to this but i i literally only downloaded two tracks uh because amazon uh, music is good about that where if you're paying for prime they as long as you have the space for it you can download shit and yeah. they don't seem to bug which is pretty sweet so <clears throat> you know but i only i had only had two tracks downloaded prior to this thursday uh this this just this i'm sorry this past tuesday and um i don't think it's too much about the next track that we're going to discuss but um yeah, uh, I, the, one of them was uh, was in flames, uh, alias, uh, because we talked about uh, that track a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. When we discussed, um, you know, in flames as a whole and did that deep dive, and then the other one was was lost in the static, and it, you know, it, it again, like I said, I had the service for six, seven weeks, and it, when the radio wasn't cutting it, I would just listen to one or like like that track or uh or, or uh, alias a couple of times just to just to kind of pass the time just to get just to get moving just to get motivated to you know <clears throat> want to do some stuff around the house or you know push through and get this homeschool shit done man this it's this, coming yeah it, dude this is this... coming god wow yeah. <laughs> my god any day now <clears throat> i yeah <laughs> um as i start twitching you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i you know it's it's so funny about you know yellow and red states and stuff like that you know when we talk about like what we're allowed to do and you know what things are you know what things are changing what things are opening up you know like with us being you know adjacent i guess maryland opens up completely on friday um we're recording this obviously uh late thursday night here so um you know like i i don't know there's (laughs) there's a lot of change that that is going to be happening and it's 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 strange how like i hope the i hope everything is sort of ready for that you know what i mean and i don't know like i i guess that's probably why i ended up turning to uh you know 
to metal and like why a track like this is so important because it just it helps center you and realize that i don't know how much really is, has changed between you know like what eight what what are we what are we almost 50 days in and like yeah. how, how different shit is 50 days ago like i hope that i hope the hospitals are in different shape but <clears throat> you know i it, there's gonna be some fucking hell to be paid if i start if I, we start seeing people i know me anyways if i start seeing people without fucking masks on out dude i'm gonna start clotheslining because um, they're out there yeah well i'm just gonna treat it like uh like an in harm's way uh fucking uh video gif and i'm gonna <laughs> pretend that <laughs> that i want to dance with somebody by whitney houston is playing and i'm just oh, gonna <laughs> Best, oh, day, best day ever by spongebob square pants <laughs> oh man uh, with the, there's I, I guys i hope you've seen that i hope you I hope you've seen uh the in harm's way fucking cut video for uh the the philly show that they did in 2015 oh man boy is that that's good shit right there dude it'd be I hard mean. not to have at this point it's fucking everywhere i had to show it to my wife man it was crazy like i i i, I had to show her uh boot scootin boogie by fucking brooks and dunn <laughs> which uh, i i thought would be better i think i i think um i believe in a thing called love might be my favorite oh my god <laughs> uh, but i'm a little closet darkness fan anyway so i probably need to need to curb that enthusiasm but um no, that's just so good. And again, we hope you're staying safe out there. This is just the beginning of the show here. We wanted to throw you a little extra, extra bone um, for the uh, uh, just just for the lulls to kind of get. Got, yeah, we got two more tonight. So yeah, yeah, we're just leading off here. Um, sort of, you know, oopsie daisy, missed the mark on this one. Um, yeah, yeah, in the because initial... it's not. It's definitely not a seminal like. Uh, formative song or anything but it hit us both enough that we thought you guys should check it out so um i guess here's after the burial with lost in the static and we'll be back in a minute we'll see you in a minute
ha, ha. That was hilarious. You are the funniest. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's we incredible. Were just, we were joking off mic about how small my penis is. So. <laughs> I'm your host, John Davison. That's incredible. That um, is incredible. You guys are going to have to look that one up and just trust me. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Heavy Metal Parking Lot. He's still Jeremy. I'm still Derek. And uh, now you can officially say that you can't say oopsie daisy about after the burial's lost in the static. And you're welcome. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you did have a final thought about that, though, about um, the the guitar riff. Um, yeah, the, when I was when I was listening to it again. When I was uh, throwing it down there, I uh, I realized that it reminds me of the band Raw that I know we've discussed on mic before. Um, just kind of like an Egyptian main guitar riff of some sort. And I, I don't know. It definitely doesn't hit the same as Raw. Raw was a different feeling. But just that riff reminded me of something that Raw would throw down, you know, minus the machine gun snare and all that. Yeah, I believe our uh, previous guest, Ian Strong, would definitely appreciate that uh, that take. Uh, For sure. He's a long, long time Raw fan uh, and actually credits me for getting him into that band. So uh, for this show and for um, for that reference, I'll go ahead and take a small bow. So it's always good when you open somebody up to a band. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like this is, that's a great, I mean, it's a great segue uh, into the band that uh, we're going to tackle tonight. You know, I I feel like between, like, 2004 and 2006 or 7, maybe even to 2008, like, there are just so many, like, gateway bands that kind of got got you into a certain genre uh because there was just a lot of really really tough really really excellent music um solid albums being released during that sort of like five year lumped in period and um it's kind of hard to differentiate you know like who you latch on to um you know it just depends on your tastes and i guess what you're going through in your life and your perspective at that point um you know for for me, just coming from a, um, I just always preferred bands that had just an, a, an edge to them. Like they might not be just all edge, but I did like whenever, you know, people let their, you know, let their chords kind of flex a little bit. So, um, as much as I listened to bands like taking back Sunday and the used and that kind of thing. And AFI, I, you know, I, I, we talked about my affinity for kill switch and, um you know so, like you know coming from a background of in the 90s the late 90s where i was listening to uh home by seven dust and the self-titled oh, yeah. and yeah and the self-titled uh slipknot album both of which i find i feel like we're gonna have tracks off of at some point uh it's gonna be hard for me to not talk about denial um on camera at some point christ i don't know how we <laughs> haven't got into seven dust yet that's like one of the longest running current contemporary metal bands out there still doing it and still rocking it every time but back to your point sorry (laughs) no i know it's all right um so you know and we talk about bands that that sort of set themselves apart from the 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 
style, you know, like in the style that they do, like you're, you know, you throw a dart, you can hit a post hardcore sounding band and that kind of thing. Again, we get into uh, from first to last, throw out a prepositional phrase. If there's an of or a the uh, in there, you've, you're you're going to hit home and that kind of thing. Like, I mean, again, we 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 start at bands like Take It Back Sunday. We end up at bands like Funeral for a Friend, things like that. But uh, where we landed, where I landed very, very hard was in 2004. I landed straight on um, War All the Time by Thursday. And... Uh, uh, it, which was actually released in 2003. Uh, Thursday is a little band out of New, out of New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, Jeff Rickley, Jeff Rickley is the lead vocals. Uh, mega range, uh, un, sort of unceremonied range in a way. Um, I I wish more bands uh, sort of adopted um, their style because they they were the first band that I felt like used the backup vocals, um, the way that it should be intended, um, to where you can create these gorgeous lead melodies without, you know, like night after night after night seeing them. Um, I haven't seen them at Warped Tour and that kind of thing. Um, they're probably one of the five best bands I've seen live. And that's going to be praise. It really is. It really is because there's bands that I was more anticipated seeing that have absolutely have landed flat for me. And it's, it's, it's frustrating, but this band, this band hammers and uh, it's, it's odd. Like we're going to probably in a couple of weeks, we're probably going to get into another band uh, that's probably rated that five mark. And I would say Thursday is probably rated rated four, but uh, there's a, there's another band we're going to get into in a couple of weeks here, I think um, uh, that, I didn't even intend on seeing, but they literally just melted my face. But um, the the track we're doing for uh, for tonight, um, it's not a single that wasn't that didn't come out um, to the public eye or anything like that. They they didn't do a video for it. Um, it's just it's this, and it's even it's not really even in tune with like the rest of War all the time, which is I, it was a pretty successful track. It, uh, it it got up to number seven on the Billboard 200, saying saying something for legitly a a band that I don't think too many people would really would ever say that they've you know they followed or maybe even heard of at this point. But I I find myself. Um, going back to War all the time um, as a as an album that I can just kind of put on and listen to straight through. And uh, Asleep at the Chapel is is uh, it, it's it's mired right in the middle. I think it's I think it's six um, uh, in, on the track or I'm sorry on on the album. But it's a solid track. It, it's got it's got some funk to it. Like I I almost I think it has almost a little bit of a of a reggae feel um, to it. But uh, what were your opinions of it when you heard it? Yeah, it was definitely the first I'd ever listened to the band at all. I dig mm-hmm. it. I need to dig in further. I mean, it is you said the rest of the album is different than this? I mean, so, what what is like, it as a whole? Post hardcore, I guess. Mellow leads in and then the choruses, um, they come in hard. Uh their breakdowns harder even still. Um they're they're just they're they're they're, i don't know they're they're super solid tracks from an era that produced like a bunch of non-sustaining bands this is a band that's that's managed to stick around um uh you know they formed around 2001 um and uh, to the 
best of my knowledge, they're still together um, because they're coming up on they're coming up on 20 years, actually, of uh, of um, uh, of this album. Of, of this war all the time on because i'm actually seeing it it's it's uh it's 2000 it's uh september of 2003 that it came out here so a little bit but um with with how things sort of fall in fall Fuck in line the, the time delusion right now it's <laughs> yeah know. it seems a lot closer i guess but i mean i would i you know it seems like the opportunity to go to see a warp tour or something like that and almost it almost doesn't even fit at this point um but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just a funky track, man. It really is. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I guess I, I must've got this right. I, it's not possible that I got this wrong, but it seems like there was at least three, like three singles off of here, but, uh, yeah, signals over the air was, was good enough for me that I actually did. I, I, I got it. I was, I loved it so much. I wanted a, uh, I wanted it as a ringtone. Um, but, uh, uh, division street is a, is another fantastic, uh, track on it's, it's number three, uh, leads into signals over the air. Uh, it, it's got a fantastic, it's got a great flow to it. The entire album has got a great flow to it. It, it. It reminds me a little bit, I guess, of, uh, rise against, um, uh, track or I'm sorry, uh, the, the siren song or the counterculture, because okay. it can take it, it can take a breath, um, with slower tracks, um, like uh again like uh, sleep at the chapel is six uh steps ascending uh is a is a relatively slower track and then war all the time is is a a little it's it's a nugget at the end i i I feel like they should have probably ended the ended the entire album on 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 war all the time because it just puts a bow on the album and then they put but they put m shepherd and tomorrow i'll be you which are fine tracks but i just don't know that they needed to be on because we talked about that before um a a couple weeks ago i believe ghost reveries yeah yeah it was it was the op- yeah it was the op- yeah, best show yeah for... they added they tacked a song on at the end that was like why would you tack that song on but yeah it's almost <laughs> it's, it's an unsatisfying tack in a way but yeah it, it just feels like an addendum just like uh, i don't really know you could have ended it on the grand conjuration in that case or mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's definitely what we were talking about for that or i said we could add uh deliverance from the album deliverance but then we were just traveling into fiction land and that we can't do that we right. can't even get these goddamn stores to open these days you know <laughs> right now it, it kind of reminds me of better times and like even when even just listening to it um uh, you know I, again kind of puts first you time. in that mind mind space yeah Cause you, cause you want to be like, again, you want to be there. Cause again, shit's so fucking like, it's so disappointing and like, just, just, un, just unfortunate and just, bum, it's just such a bummer right now, dude, anymore. It's, it just sucks, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I know that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty like desolate and whatnot, but no, that's where we're at, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, again, and it didn't, it didn't really stop, um, with you know like like at, at with war all the time um they they had they they re- released another album in 2006 uh which was was good i they remind me a little bit of like a calmer version of of uh how under oath um released define the great line 
and then released uh, uh, like it, it, which was in like 2004, 2005 or something like that. And then released like I swear, like less than a year and a half later, they released like Lost in the Sound of Separation. And those two albums together, they 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 feel so like it's like they just recorded like, OK, we're going to do like 30 tracks and like, you know. 12 or 13 are going to go on here. 12 or 13 are going to go on here. And then we're going to just keep kicking these other ones around here a little bit just to see if we can get it, get it figured out. Um, but uh, they did the same thing. Like th- Thursday released The City by the Light Divided um, in 2006. Like I said, the, the, the timeline, it, it seems strange. But at the same time, whenever I, when I saw them in 2005 at Warped Tour, they were playing tracks from both albums seamlessly so it, it what you were you didn't feel like you were missing anything per se and i like i, I think I, I think bands that that can give you that feeling uh to where it's just a it, it's just a it's it's a, it's a homogenous effort to put together just fantastic like well thought out albums back to back like that now i i prefer war all the time to a city by the by the light divided um but War All the Time sold a bunch of records for A City by the Light Divided because it was it was most definitely the inferior album of the two. <clears throat> but because it, it ended up having the same amount of, of singles and it's just it's just not it's not the same album. It's just yeah. really not. When you listen to the track, you'll know that it's just building towards something. But like the 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 it it calms to just this i don't know i I guess it gets to a point where there's either a release i don't get the feeling that there's that release where like there's um something drastic that happened but the it's just it it ends up it's just very calming at the end and it makes you i don't know it just it it, i don't know I, i i keep saying it puts you in a place you guys just have to listen to it um you know it's we we talk about a lot of metal tracks on here um you know, and that, and that kind of thing, things that things to get you wanting to, you know, punch babies and stuff like that. But this is this this is more of a this is more of a grounding track. Um, uh, at least it is for me anyways. They're still they were still together as of uh, March of 2019. If they were still together now, I guess it really wouldn't matter at this point because nobody's playing anything anyways. I mean, War All the Time is just going to be one of those albums that that it's it's. I mean, it's going to change hearts and minds, um, you know, when you listen to it straight through. And like I said, uh, Sleep at the Chapel is certainly an underrated track. Um, I got to dig a little deeper into this band. It didn't really hit me in the face, but I mean, it's not really the genre I was listening to when you were listening to this. But uh, it's definitely worth checking out further because I'm sure the next one you definitely we're not into prior so um i mean it just goes to show you that 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 time is sort of arbitrary because um a band like uh from on up to ashes hit both of us but you know you know that's very true i mean i don't know i was starting to wonder if i hated post hardcore or what because a lot of the bands you just mentioned i don't give a fuck about like Mm. uh a day to remember they can suck my dick um I prevail, they could suck my dick, which is yeah. hot takes and a half. But I mean, it, it, this isn't about bashing other people's favorites or anything. This is about what resonates with you. And I'm glad it does. And it's definitely going to have me dig deeper into this album, because if it hit you like that, it's likely I just didn't give it enough time because yeah. 
there's just only so much media to consume in any given day, you know? Yeah, yeah there's only so many hours. But, I mean, like I said, as, as easy as, as this was asleep at the chapel tonight, this could have very easily been uh, placentipede. Um, it, it's just, and it's just one of those, it, it's one of those, those things that, um, you know, again, if it, it, it depends on your walk, it depends on your way of life, depends on what you were, what, what you were going through at that point. And this one, this one hit like a hammer. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and play asleep at the chapel and, uh, we'll be right back then.
Hey, everybody. We're back. This is an unprecedented thing for Heavy Metal Parking Lot, but because of the first track we went through, uh, this is the second track of three, or third of three as far as we're recording it and everything. But the first track, Lost in the Static, was just one of those impromptu things that we both had such a resonation with this week we had to hit it while it was hot four years late but you know uh my choice this week is from a little band from pittsburgh pa called code orange um they're classified as a hardcore punk band but the last two albums they've been steadily adding electronica almost to a Trent Reznor level into their albums. And uh, with the one that just recently came out, I think you just said March underneath came out. Yeah. Underneath came out in March. Um, They've really started stepping into this hole that Trent Reznor left behind when he decided he would rather just do soundtrack albums and shit of like the heir apparent of the nine inch nails sized hole in music because the whole of underneath just feels like they could be Nine Inch Nails songs, or at very least B-sides off the Fragile or the Broken EP or something. And this track in particular, um, it's called The Easy Way, and it was actually prefaced by a single two or three years ago called The Only Way, the only way uh, was basically the spiritual predecessor to this song because it shares choruses. But whereas the easy way, this song we're doing tonight, and uh, the only way, only way was sang by Reba, the female guitar player, and this one was sang by Jamie, the drummer, who's now just the lead singer in the band. They've kind of been playing uh, musical chairs with uh, spots in the band because I think Reba at one point was playing bass and Jamie was just drumming and then he started singing and it's just... But I think they found their spot now. Um, This song, The Easy Way, literally sounds like it could be on the Broken EP by Nine Inch Nails. And I think they're happy to have that... uh, comparison because other people on much higher platforms than me have said exactly that to them and it's like oh is it that apparent where uh it's kind of an homage to nine inch nails so there it is yeah um just clerical um i i will i will make a correction uh the album was actually released on january 10th of 2020 um i believe what i saw for this particular album or this particular track was uh, the published date uh, for the video on YouTube. Um, pretty simple mistake there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I will say this band is not wasting any time getting singles out. Um, it seems like they've had three since, uh, uh, well, just by before as before COVID started. Um, it looks like they've had three uh, just from this underneath album. Uh, looks like Swallowing the Rabbit Hole, um, Sulfur Surrounding, and um, I believe um, the actual uh, sound or the the self-titled title track. Yep. title track for it. So I mean, again, they're not they're not mincing words. I mean, there's this is uh, this could be um, 
Oh man. Yeah. They got full length videos for every one of them as well. And they all kind of surround around each other. Mm. They have like an underlying overarching storyline going on that I'll be fucked if I can figure out what it's about. It is Mm. just buck wild that, uh, glass face demon looking character on the album art is in it and there's chainsaws and fucking crazy t1000 looking liquid metal shit going on and fire and it's just they're definitely doing something different they're definitely doing something innovative and i'm very excited to say this is probably my album of the year so far i've been listening to it steadily since it came out and it's just the whole thing it's one of those albums that i it's telling enough of a story or enough of a narrative through the music and the stylings of the music that i want to listen to the whole thing when i put it on and that's that's hard in today's age to get an album that i want to listen to from front to back you know yeah um i i I see that they're citing uh bands like hatebreed converge pantera earth crisis minor threat black flag and then nine inch nails like is almost thrown in there as a treat but like i do feel i do feel the link to uh the electronica side you know that very much seems i mean it's it's pretty much it's pretty much not apparent in any of those other uh influencers that they that they cite as as a as like as like a a style chop yeah. uh, but um i i do like um there was i guess uh um at one point their music or the the sorry this album underneath was uh considered i i love this quote uh nightmarishly chaotic hardcore i like that like that's that's so i've, I've read somewhere also yeah practically a horror movie in audio form Mm. and it it truly is especially if you got headphones on like there's little audio samples that they sample throughout which also pins all the music together and everything that there's like repeating samples that you'll hear at the beginning and the end of the album and it just makes it all feel like one long track that i mean the songs oftentimes do blend together and stuff but only in that you don't know where one starts and one stops as soon as a new song is like full bore hitting you in the face like the jackhammer this album is it oh this is a new song you know it's a new chorus and stuff but um jamie morgan i think his name is the lead singer um the the male singer at any rate jamie morgan he's definitely got the kind of vocals that you're gonna want to read along to understand what the fuck he's saying the first couple times till you understand his stylings and everything reba the female singer she's definitely a lot easier to understand they had a track that was probably what put them on the map a couple years back called bleeding in the blur and uh that song was kind of everywhere for a little bit and you might not even know it by the name but if you heard it i'm sure yeah yeah i heard this song before you know and i don't know man they've uh they're young guys and they've already got like ties with world wrestling entertainment they've already got ties with a lot of interesting things they've been getting their name out there a lot i mean code orange actually covered bray wyatt's theme song and i think they're still using it to this day uh, the code orange cover of it they've done nxt uh pay-per-views and stuff playing i think his name's alistair black it, it, they 
did a cover of his theme song for a show and stuff. So they're obviously into pro wrestling, at least on the Vince McMahon end of it. And uh, this is something really cool. I thought their record release party hit on basically right on the same week that the shit hit the fan with the whole coronavirus shit. So they played at the time, I think it was the first live stream of a live show to chairs and they live streamed it and they put the HD feed on YouTube and everything. And it's just really well done. I think they're going to put out a uh, home video release of that and everything too, which is really cool. Yeah, I have to check the tape on that. I think we brought that up. Uh, I think it was what, March 14th. I think that was that was Some, the day. Something like that, yeah. That area, but um, you know the WWE success notwithstanding, uh, do you think this is a is this a band that's got staying power with with their sound and their sort of um like in, like because they're they're really they're hitting they're hitting stride at a weird time um to where i mean and the, the the crazy thing i thought about the reason i thought about this is because this seems like a band that would be just absolutely fantastic to see live and like there's it seems like that this time like even with such a brutal album that they're putting out here that this this time could 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 hurt them and maybe that's the whole wwe link there that that, that was years back that was years oh. back they did that. This is this is genre defining. This is genre paving. This album is going to go down 10 years from now. People are going to be like, this was the start of a new genre. Mark my words. I, I mean, I've seriously been checking them out since about I Am King came out. Uh, I Am King came out in 14. I heard them in about 15 when Forever came out. The song forever which is the first track the first single off the album hit me like a brick and i haven't looked back since then and they're not stopping they didn't let the fucking coronavirus stop them they're still doing shit they're doing they're doing streams every week and stuff i actually got retweeted by them like that was pretty exciting (laughs) like uh they just seem like humble people that are actually making some money after following their dreams for long enough now. And I, I for one will buy everything they put out. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, as uh, to just back up something you said earlier, the, um, uh, their most recent, uh, affiliation with WWE was just in August of 2019 that Bray Wyatt, um, uh, let me in track uh that he sort of used as entrance music um looks like that was must have been used for SummerSlam. we've found ourselves talking about a bunch of different things on <clears throat> on darwin's family crested points but you usually don't see the the the, the cross-ups um so so necessarily prevalent here but we've definitely uh, alluded to like uh, walk-in music at times before but this is this is this is cool this is cool to see a band you know just in our neck of the woods benefiting so greatly from uh you know not just their talent but like taking advantage of it at a really opportune time like while they're young and they still have all this anger and, and creativity to unleash onto the world um, 
I don't really have a lot else to say about this band or this album. If you listen to it, give it more than one listen. And check out the singles maybe first because they're going to be the least, uh, or they're going to be the most accessible. Uh, a lot of this album, you kind of have to know the vibe they're throwing down before it's going to fucking permeate you because it's it's definitely hard on the electronic glitch, uh, like almost the precursor to dubstep. If you listen to like Nine Inch Nails' Year Zero album, they have a lot of this kind of sound in it. And like, again, that's a direct link to Nine Inch Nails and like... At one point on the song Swallowing the Rabbit Hole, it was insane. But there's this point where there's three very obvious, like everybody just ripped a kill switch for like a half a second. And it was in between words. And it just, it's like, is my fucking music skipping? It's an MP3. Why would it be skipping? You know? And it was just, <laughs> it's crazy because I literally immediately rewound it and it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's deliberate, you know? And it's just, they're just doing different shit. Mm. I see that, I see that this album is not even really considered hardcore anymore. They're calling it metalcore and industrial hardcore. So that's definitely. I would call it industrial hardcore before anything else. Is there anything else like that? KMFDM, maybe? Yep, yeah. KMFDM is right on the fucking front of that. Killing joke, skinny puppy. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely... And Nine Inch Nails and Manson. Yeah, this is... They're definitely finding their niche now, and I'm really into it. And for all I know, they'll switch it up next album, and I'll dig that, too, because I really like their hardcore shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's I guess it's important to sort of be plastic um, in 2020 just so you can uh, continue to bring in new listeners without losing the old ones. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard to do. It's, you know, usually one comes at the sacrifice of the other. So um, and again, I, I wish I wish they would, you know, like, you know, I, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing, you know, I know this band or this album is brand new. Um, but I'm sort of, I kind of want to see like beyond, like beyond this album. Like I'd love to see which direction because I'm seeing a lot of, um, like this band has no problem sticking its foot in the dirt and just changing directions a bit. And, uh, even when it comes down to just even like settling, settling on like who is really in charge of the vocals, like yeah. the whole, you know, the whole shit from Reba, from Reba to Jamie, um, you I know, mean, I, shit. I, if if Corey Taylor of Slipknot, Stone Sour, and fucking uh, Loudwire fame has anything to say with it, he literally contacted them to do a track they called The Hunt. I think it was, it's a non-album track. It came out like last year or something. And it was a pretty, pretty well-received single and everything. If Corey Taylor's approaching you to do something, I think you're doing something right in today's climate frankly because he doesn't have to fucking approach anybody anymore he doesn't need money you know and i don't i don't think that he's necessarily i mean he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to go out of his way to um to do so you know it's he's i I mean he's been he's been around long enough he's made you know he's made you know again diamond albums you know let alone let let alone to help out a band from pittsburgh you know yeah so i mean 
again, like I said, this seems this seems like uh, this seems like a band that's kind of just on the verge here, and you like again with them being you know uh, a stone's throw away from from us, it's it's cool, and we hope that you know we hope that you know this you know this track and this album catapults them into you know that stratosphere of the bands that they were initially calling influences, and now hopefully they can become at some point the peers of those of those bands and i think they're on their way to doing it if they haven't done it yet a final thought on this um greg pucciato who is known from dillinger's escape plan he's the lead singer he's putting out a solo album pretty directly i think and um i saw a youtube comment the other day on one of his solo tracks that it's like oh this guy's obviously trying to steal um code orange's thunder right now and it's funny because i would argue if any band out there bridged the gap between nine inch nails and code orange it's dillinger's escape plan so for greg to be getting that kind of bullshit in a youtube comment now is like we're coming full circle man next thing people are going to be saying trent reznor stealing code orange's thunder you know (laughs) yeah i mean let's hope it doesn't come to that um but random random thought i uh, i saw seven today and i forgot that trent reznor uh, was the uh the the vendor of all of the fucking uh, music uh, well yeah i mean it, it, he was i guess he he did photo shit in there too but i just i remember him showing a, a fucking dildo to, or like a a strap on to uh, morgan freeman and i was like man god we should just be able to caption that like where's that where's that meme <laughs> where's that gift <laughs> it needs to be made um but yeah <clears throat> again uh, another another solid track and like i said this isn't even again uh it's not a single uh very very easily could have been one and I, I, again the 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 nine inch nails affinity is felt very very deeply in this track yeah i think you should check out the whole album but if not check out the easy way by code orange off their album underneath all right we'll be right back
folks. Well, that was Code Orange, and uh, that this has been this episode of Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Um, we'd like to re- remind our listeners that we do not own these tracks. We do not claim to own these tracks. Uh, we are mere observers and appreciators of the music that you hear on here, uh, and you know, purveyors of of the noise that encapsulates our minds and bodies so pretty much uh, if you have any uh comments questions suggestions songs you'd want us to go over whatever you want to tell us to fuck off you want to tell us you love us dfcpod at gmail.com uh the lines are always open there we wish you would drop us a line and what else you got partner shirts shirts are coming um give us a um give us an email how uh, how, how we can get it to you um i'm you know, we'll do the shipping and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we're going to get our first run is probably going to be about a dozen, um, in that ballpark. So, um, I expect them to go fast cause I owe a couple of people them. So, uh, again, but, uh, the more, the more orders we get, hopefully we'll be able to get, uh, get them out to you. So, um, oh, yeah. again, this is, uh, this has been heavy metal parking lot. Remember where you parked. We'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>